Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. You say, Jeff, you believe God does that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Amen. Here we go. Verse 39, Luke 1. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Bless are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ear, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Amen, everybody. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this and bow your heads and repeat this prayer to me? Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Speak Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. We're in a a series that we've entitled, Tis the Season. Today, we do want to talk about family. I want to tell you a story that I normally say for Christmas Eve, but it's one of my favorite stories, is that there was a little girl who was excited about Christmas, and she was excited, so excited that she got her dad a gift and, and she wrapped it up and she put it under the tree and, and it was about three days before Christmas and her dad come home and she ran to that tree, she grabbed that gift and she took it and placed it in her dad's lap and said, Daddy, 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 open the gift, Daddy. And her dad said, Baby, it's not Christmas. I'll open it at Christmas. She dropped her head, took the gift back to the tree and put it under. The next day, the dad come in from work. She grabbed the gift, ran to his, daddy, 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 open the present. He said, baby, it's not Christmas. So finally, Christmas morning came. And sure enough, the little girl ran past all her toys, all her presents right under that tree and grabbed that gift and brought it to her daddy, put it left. said, daddy, 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 open the gift. He said, okay, baby, it's Christmas. And, you know, he was, the dad was trying to be so kind and gentle and tearing the paper just little by little. And she couldn't stand it. She grabbed it. Oh, no, open it. She ripped the paper off of it. And the dad took and he raised the lid on the box. And when he looked in the box, he didn't see anything. She said, Daddy, do you like it? Do you like it, Daddy? Do you like it? He said, yes, baby. <laughs> he didn't know. There was nothing there. She said, Daddy, don't you see? Don't you see? Daddy, I filled it with my kisses. Oh, that's the message today, what you just said. Oh, that's it. That's the message. Come on, would you say the message with me again? Let's just do it. Oh, that's right. That's the message. Today is the message is awe. That's it. And what does that stand for? If we're going to have a great family Christmas, awe means attention, warmth, encouragement. So what's the message, everybody? That's it. You can preach the message when you you go to the restaurant today. Aw. (laughs) Next time you get ready to say, aw, man. 
You're going to think about awe, attention, warmth, encouragement, encouragement. That's what it's all about. I want to give you four things today that we're going to learn because what had happened, what we just read about was Mary had just heard, heard from the angel that she was going to have a child. And, and so the Bible says the next thing that she did was went to her cousin's house, Elizabeth. And when she walked into Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth greeted her and treated her the way that we should treat everyone that we come in contact with in our family this Christmas. So I want to give you four things that you might want to consider. How to have a great family Christmas. Number one is this, is this. Number one, invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of your family's Christmas. Amen, everybody. Look what happened here. It says, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greetings, Elizabeth's child leaped in her, and Elizabeth was filled with the what, everybody? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, see, Mary had just, again, had an experience with the angel, and the angel told her that you're going to have a baby. And they told all these wonderful things that baby's going to do. And after the angel said all that he had to say, Gabriel had to say, Mary looked at him and said, well, let me tell you, I just got one question. How is this going to happen? I ain't never been with no man. I'm a virgin. And the angel said, this is how it's going to happen, Mary, is the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and he's going to overshadow you. That's how it's going to happen. Now, I begin to think about that, the word overshadow. What does that mean? And, and I've, as I begin to think about it, it means a, a presence or like an, if you were walking down to downtown Atlanta, maybe you've been by some of the high-rise buildings, and you go by that building, and you'll notice how tall it is, but the shadow goes way out there. That's a shadow. Something bigger than you is a shadow there. And he said, the angel said, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do. It's going to like overshadow you. There's going to be a presence there in your life. Let me tell you something. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, people sense something different about you and see something different about you that you don't even see yourself. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. They, they see that. They sense that. The Holy Spirit makes the difference. We were in Honduras, and I never will forget, we went to a, a, a place there that were... They, they called it a, uh, it was a rehab center for people that had been on drugs where they could go and, and listen, it wasn't a very nice building. It was sort of a block building and, and they were really outside and, you know, we had to walk through a bunch of garbage to get there. But the people that were there wanted help and, and the man that was running it told us his testimony. He said, you know, I myself was on drugs really bad and my, my mother was a praying lady and, and said, you know, but I, I did all kinds of bad things and said, matter of fact, I started dealing a little bit and I stole money from some of the drug dealers. He said, you know, I remember one night I spent the night at a hotel and I was coming out of the hotel room and when I got down to the street, there was a man with a gun who was there. He said, I want you to know something, I come today to kill you said, but I went into the hotel and, and I got the key to your room. And I started up the stairs to where you were. When I got to the top of the stairs, I was met by something. And it said, leave you alone. And so I turned around and went down the stairs and I got down to the bottom of the stairs and I thought, I'm not going to do that. I come to kill this man. He owes me money. He stole my money. He said, I went back up the stairs and all of a sudden that angel, whatever it was, stood there and looked at me again and said, I told you, leave this man alone. 
He said, so I've waited all this time for you to come out and tell you something. I'm not going to kill you. And don't worry about it, but don't ever come around me again. And whatever you got to do to get right with God, you better do it because he saved your life today. And what I want you to know is that the reason that that, that angel was there is because he had a praying mama at home. And the Holy Spirit was working. Amen, everybody. And the Holy Spirit sent an angel there. Listen, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, overshadowed you. It goes where you cannot go, and it can do what He can do what you cannot do. Amen, everybody. Amen. Woo! I'm more excited about this than you are today. I don't know why you're not jumping up and down because you didn't get wet. <laughs> Let me just say this to you. Today, if you do not have the Holy Spirit in your life, you're at a disadvantage because you need someone giving you wisdom and discernment all the time. Amen, everybody? And you need an overshadowing of his presence. And so today, if you're not a Christ follower, I want to stop right now before I get any further and ask you, would you consider becoming a Christ follower? That Jesus Christ can live inside of you. You say, Jeff, how can that be? I love sharing this with you. I'm glad you asked. Watch this. See, you didn't see the wind hit my hand, but I felt it. And that's the way the Holy Spirit is. He's like the wind. You can't see him. You only feel his effects. And when you ask Jesus Christ to come in your life and be your Savior, no man enters your body, but his spirit does. Amen, everybody? And so today, I want to give you that opportunity. And he changes things. (laughs) I'm looking at a lot of changed people here because I've known some of you a long time and you was messed up. Amen? And, and I was messed up and I'm still a mess. If it wasn't the Holy Spirit, I'd be in jail right now. And some of you too, amen? So that's why we want you to be saved. So would you bow your heads and repeat this prayer after me? And those of you today, that if you mean it in your heart, God will save you. So everybody, please repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, Jesus, thank you you. for dying for my sins, sins. being raised on the third day. day. Come into my heart. heart. Save me. me. Forgive me. me. Help me me. to do your will. will. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus. for saving me. me. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? Listen, over 750 people prayed that prayer this year. Praise God on this campus. If you pray that prayer today, on the back of this card, there's a box that says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Those of you online, please go to our app. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your journey. That's your first step. You say, what's my second step? baptism. And guess what? On the 31st of December, we're going to be baptizing. Why in the world would you go into 2024 without being baptized? Amen? Go in ready for 2024. I want to encourage you to sign up on your connection card. Okay, what's our message today, everybody? That's it. That's the message. Ah, what does it stand for? Attention, warmth, encouragement. That's what they, that's what our family needs from us. So the second thing that we're, if we're going to have a great family Christmas, number two is this, is speak blessings over your family. Man, this, this is some good stuff right here. Look, Elizabeth, look how she greeted Mary. It said, 
in a loud voice. How many got some loud relatives? Anybody got some loud relatives? That's right, yes. Some of you are it, like me. <laughs> Look what she said. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Man, what's, what, what if you greeted somebody like that in your family Christmas? Somebody's expecting a baby. Blessed are you, and blessed are the child you bear. They'd be like, what are you smoking? Look what happened. Some parents come to Jesus one day. Look how he blessed the children. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and what, everybody? The disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Now, notice this part. Watch this. Here we go. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their head. And what, everybody? He blessed them. There's three things that Jesus did that I think will help your Christmas. Here it is. You ready? It's not on your outline. You might want to write them down. The first thing Jesus did was he hugged them. He took them in his arms. He hugged them. You know what the, the greatest need of somebody in your family is? A hug. A hug. Some of you people say, well, I'm like, don't touch me. Well, that, you need it most. <laughs> Amen, everybody? So I have a philosophy. When I walk in, some of you have heard me say it, don't bug me, hug me. Amen. Maybe you walk in the family Christmas this time with those relatives that you don't like being around. Woo. Come on, somebody. You know, you had to buy them a gift and you don't even like them. You drew their name. <laughs> and when you drew their name, he's like, oh, no, I drew, the, I drew their name. And you got to walk in with that gift. Maybe before you give them that gift, you ought to say, don't bug me, hug me. It would scare the daylights out of them, right? <laughs> you know, uh, about seven years ago, I was standing out on the porch here on a Sunday and people were exiting and just about everybody had gone and one of our senior ladies walked by and she said, Pastor Jeff, do you have my hug? I said, you better believe it. She come and I hugged her neck and she backed off and she said, Pastor, that's got to last me all week. All week. There's a lot of people in your family that haven't been hugged. And they're looking for somebody with good intentions who loves them to do it. Why don't you let the love of God flow through your arms? Amen, everybody? Amen. We're talking about your family here. We're not talking about strangers. We're talking about your family. The second thing that Jesus did, he placed his hands on them. Put his hands on them. He touched them. I know we're in a touchless society, everybody. It's crazy. You can't even wash your hands. You try to go wash your hands, you look like a fool. You ever been standing beside one of those things, you know, like the airport is wherever, you know, wherever. It's just touchless, so you're trying to get the water to come on. Everybody's beside you. And you're doing all you can to get this water on. You know what I'm talking about? You're doing the hand dance. And it ain't coming on. Everybody's looking at you. And you're like, what am I not doing right? Then you jump over to the next one. And you can't get that one coming. But you saw it was on earlier. You know something's wrong. And then the crazy paper towels. 
Doesn't that make you look like a fool? Man, I've been right there. I mean, people watching me, you know, and I'm trying to get the towel out. I can't get the towel out, I'm going. What is going on with these things? What I've discovered is this. If they make you look crazy, we're in a touchless society. And the pandemic said, don't touch me. And we found a lot of mental illnesses happening because people haven't been touched. Don't touch me. You know what? Don't walk in your family with a don't touch me sign on. No, you walk in your family Christmas this time like Mary and Elizabeth did and like Jesus did with those children. You give a high five. It's good to see you. It's okay to lie at Christmas. That's a joke, everybody. Boy, don't save your emails. Oh, you said we could lie. Here. Listen, save your email, okay? Get a life. Fist bump somebody. It's good to see you. Shake somebody's hand. It's good to see you. It's amazing what it will do. You know that I read this this week that touches the first sense that is developed in the human infant. And it remains perhaps the most emotionally central throughout our lives. Everybody needs a good pat on the back, fist bump, high five. Why don't you do it? The next thing that Jesus did, he spoke blessings over them. He spoke words of comfort and encouragement. <clears throat> and listen, when you go and speak to your family this week, when you go into the Christmas family, if it's not words of encouragement or comfort, maybe you shouldn't say anything. How you doing? Maybe she just practice smiling. Shoot, that's going to freak some folks out if you do that. <laughs> Smile at them. What's our message today, everybody? Ah, oh, attention, warmth, encouragement. That's what we're giving our families this year. Number three is this. Again, we're talking about how to have a happy. We're talking about how to have a great family Christmas. Number three is honor your family. Honor your family. Again, this is, what, this is what Elizabeth did when Mary come into her house. She said this. Why am I so what, everybody? Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? What would that look like if when people walked into your house, if they're coming to your house this Christmas, you said, man, what an honor it is to have you in our home. Or if you're going to their house, what if you said, what an honor it is to be in your house? What would change? It, what would change? Look at the next verse with me. Ephesians 6, Paul begins to tell us about honor. He says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Amen. Amen. I thought every mom and dad would just do a Jericho march right there. Amen. <laughs> honor your father and mother for this is the first commandment with a promise if you honor your father and mother things will go well for you <laughs> and you will have a long life on the earth your mother may have brought you in the world but I can take you out <laughs> but it doesn't stop with children here's the message to the parents fathers do not provoke your children amen children <laughs> to anger by the way you treat them rather bring them up with the discipline and instructions that come from the Lord 
So there's four ways that I want to tell you today to honor your family. Number one is this. Here, write them down. Please write them down. Is honor them with your presence. You being there. The older I get, the more I love it when my children come to see me. It's the greatest gift. When I don't have to call them and say, you haven't seen me in about six months. You haven't returned my text in about three weeks. And it's just wonderful when they just want to show up. That's a gift to me. Let me just say one more thing. Okay, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. And when you're in their presence, be in their presence. In other words, that phone you got, get your face out of it. Matter of fact, this holiday, this Christmas, why don't you just put your phone away? Why don't you leave it in your car or leave it in your bedroom or somewhere while you're comfortable? And I promise you the world will not end. But their life may. You're not promised tomorrow. You don't know how this is going to be the last Christmas. So why don't you treat it like it's the last one? Honor them. Amen, everybody? Honor them with your presence. Then honor them with your prayers. One of the most honoring things that someone can do for me is pray for me. And you know, the greatest honor is when they pray for me and they text me and let me know they prayed for me. Oh, I love it. I love to know when people are calling my name out in prayer. And the people in your family, why don't you do that? Why don't you say, I prayed for you? Let them know that. The third thing I would tell you is the purse. <laughs> that means your money. Purse. That's the only P I can think about. Notice that I got the peas going here. Honor them with a gift. Listen, I love showing this once a year. This pen I have right here, my son gave it to me at Christmas when he was in about the first grade. I think it's the only gift he's gave me since then. <laughs> but you know, I'm looking at it. It doesn't write anymore. The ink's dried in it. It's starting to chip some of the little tint. It's not really gold. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because if you gave me $1,000, you couldn't buy this pen. Make it 1500 you might have a deal. No, <laughs> no, you don't have enough money to buy this because he gave it to me. It wasn't, it wasn't how much it cost. It was, it was the thought that he gave it to me, and I've kept it all these years. I have a gift right here that my daughter gave me. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's a piece of tissue paper with a rubber band around it. And she wrapped it up one year when she was in kindergarten. She gave me this gift. And you don't have enough money to buy it. Because she gave it to me. The tissue paper starting to turn brown but I'll have this the rest of my life. It's not the amount that matters. It's the heart behind it. Amen, everybody? Amen. The fourth one is this. The fourth thing that you, you want to give to honor people is your pen. Pen, writing them a note. Writing them a note. Listen, if you've never told your parents what they mean to you in written form... That would be the greatest gift that you could ever give them. You say, well, my parents are, you know, they're older now. Well, write them. Write them. Yesterday, 
we went to the cemetery because it was one year anniversary of my stepfather passing on Friday and they had a candle lighting service. And so my mom wanted us to go and we went. And the greatest regret that I have of my stepfather passing of 40 years is how many times I thought about how much I wanted to tell him, how much I appreciate him. I thought about writing a note. I had it in my mind all the time, write him a note. And I never did. And the last month of his life, while he was in agonizing pain and on medication, I tried to tell him what he meant to me, but it wasn't the same. Don't you wait. Don't you wait. Write, your, write the people you love a note. Let them know that you love them. It's amazing how clear you can, your thoughts can get when they flow through your fingertips. Don't try to say it. Write it. And it's amazing what will happen in your life. So we want to honor people like that. So I have a next step for you on this connection card. I hope you'll take it with me. We're going to pray over you. It says, I will do my best to honor my family with my presence, prayers, purse, and pen. Why don't you just choose one of those and go do it? Amen, everybody? Amen. I'm talking about a Merry Christmas. What would it be like if you get to your parents' house and one of your siblings, you wrote them a note and they already got in the mail and you get there, man, I'm going to tell you something. They're going to be so grateful to see you. Because your words that you just say are going to go into the air. But the ones you put on paper, they're going to file away. And they're going to pull it back out. You have a chance to make someone's Christmas. The fourth thing I would share with you is this. Number four. What's our message, everybody? Aww. Oh, attention, encouragement. Attention, warmth, and encouragement. I got messed up myself now. Got choked up. Attention, warmth, encouragement. Number four is share your faith with your family. Share your faith. Look what happens here. Again, Mary has entered Elizabeth's house, and here's what she said. You are blessed. Here's why you're blessed. Because you, what everybody? You believe that the, you believe that the Lord would do what he said. That's why you're blessed. There's a story of where Jesus is walking through a town and there were some blind men. And look what happened here. Look what he said to them. And when he had come into the house, the two blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Restore their sight. They said to him, yes, Lord. He touched their eyes saying, look what he said. According to your what, everybody? Let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. According to your faith. According to your faith. Some things are never going to happen until you start really believing for them. Can I tell you something? Most of us in this room and online as well, we spend more time preparing for our failure than we do for our future. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? We get a backup plan for the backup plan for the backup plan. Amen, everybody? And if anybody says, I want to marry you, but we're going to have a prenup, run! What are they saying? I would say, well, this is going to fail, so I'm going to go ahead and get this out here now. Some of you say, what's that man on today? He loves me. That's what's on. He's on. Can I tell I'm going to confess something to you that I'm embarrassed to tell you about. 
just happened. When I was 20 some, I like 20, 21 years old, I, I went and got my CDL license. I've had them for all these years. Every, every, uh, about every two years, I have to go get an exam to keep my CDLs. And this year, it come up again. I got a notice in the mail. Keep your CDLs. I got those CDLs in case I didn't make it as a pastor. I thought at least I'd have something to fall back on. I'd go drive somebody's truck or something. And I've been keeping those every, every, every time because I've been planning for my failure. I wouldn't let them go. I'm glad to tell you today that I let them go. I let them go. Let me ask you something now. What are you holding on to? Just in case that you don't make it. What are you holding on to? See, I didn't realize that. The Lord had to reveal it to me. All these years, I never thought of it that way. But I've been preparing for my failure instead of faith in my future. And there's some things that you've got to let go of in order to prepare for your future. Amen, everybody? So today, I want to ask you, you know, in, in, order to, in order to believe like Mary did, you believe what the Lord said he would do. You believed it. That's why it's happening to you. You got to start speaking it. And you got to start believing it. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.